Hey, yo, man. What's good? What's good, man? Let me talk to y'all. Let me talk to y'all, man. Especially you skin. I apologize. That name doesn't exist anymore. Um, excuse the, the massage, man. My dang legs. You know what I'm saying? Boy getting old. You know what I'm saying? Got them good old miles in. I know, I know. Everybody want to talk about Haskins. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it early. Let's get it early. Why y'all going to work? Let's get it early. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Hmm? Cowboys smash my Eagles. Good Lord. Y'all ain't had to do the Eagles like that, man. Sheesh. Boy. So I guess everybody gonna be Eagles fans this Sunday, huh? Hey, man. Uh, Washington. Y'all go ahead and start Haskins and throw the ball 40 times, man. That's the recipe for disaster. I've been telling y'all since day one, man. You can't be doing... Hey. You can't be doing that with that dude, man. He's not a first-round talent. I don't know why he was drafted in the first round. He's not a first-round talent. I don't know what type of talent he is right now because I don't like the way he being treated. <laughs> I don't. But it comes with the territory. You getting them checks, you know, it is what it is. Um. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then uh, everybody's favorite player on the team, the backup quarterback, came in and did well. You know, I just want to let folks know before you get excited thinking, hey, we should, if he was playing, you know, always, everybody always do that hypothetical, right? Like, if so and so was playing all game, we would have won. Nah. The thing is, the element of surprise, right? When you bring in somebody that you didn't prepare for, there's no film for, it's a difference. You know, we saw it with the Miami Dolphins. Fitz Magic. There's a reason why Fitz Magic don't last for maybe a month. You know what I'm saying? They start to you know your strengths and weaknesses. And and that's why the Miami coach is so comfortable saying, yo, I could just go to my reliever. And some people think that's dumb because it, it goes against the norm, right? You know, life is about norms. We all try to stay within our norms. So... Once you step outside the norms, people question you and say it's not going to be successful it's because they're not used to seeing that take place. So what Miami did went against the norms. It was successful. You know, Tua wasn't playing like they thought. A lot of people think that the playbook is vanilla with Tua. And I think, you know, when you got a young quarterback, it should be very vanilla. It should be, you know, condensed to make sure that they understand the pace of the game. You know what I'm saying? So... I get it, man. You you gotta just look, man. This football stuff, it ain't what you think it is, man. It ain't what you think it is. You ain't playing Madden. You ain't playing pickup. You ain't playing high school. You ain't playing college. We talking about professional sports, and it's not easy. I don't care how much you get paid. It evolves every single week. So that's why we scratch our heads at some of the things that these offensive coordinators do, but. 
that's how fast the game moves. You know what I'm saying? And some of these offensive coordinators want to be innovators and they want to stay ahead of the curve and then sometimes they get ahead of themselves. Titans can't do anything if Henry doesn't get going. Coldwell is supposed to be a running back's best friend. Yeah, it's supposed to be a running back's best friend, but when the opposing offense is scoring, it takes you out of that comfort zone of Smash Mouth football. And the fact that Green Bay had their own version of Smash Mouth football, but Devontae Adams is on another level this year. He is the best receiver this year. Now, you also gotta you also gotta say this. What Travis Kelsey did this year as a damn tight end, something we never seen before. Fourteen hundred yards receiving, yo, he the best tight end right now. Put Hackens in the offense like Ohio State, he probably have a better chance. But he's starting to look like that kid. I don't know. Won't let me see more. No more talk about the Eagles looking like a real Geno Smith. Um. Been saying that Adams, that dude. Yeah, so that that's the thing. And we all everybody knows when you when you talk about the Titans, people don't really trust Ryan Tannehill that much, right? So if you take away Derrick Henry, now you make Ryan Tannehill the vocal point. Now he has to go from being a game manager to executing and being consistent throwing the football. Like and, and we had that discussion last week, me and uh CG about like game managers, which quarterbacks can consistently beat you with their arms. So you saw that. You got to do the Aaron Rodgers, who has consistently beaten teams with his arms for years and years and years and years. And if he get a legit running game, and I always liked the kid from Boston College, AJ. When they drafted him, I was excited. And people thought they were dumb for drafting AJ. And that's why. You know what I'm saying? Why do teams draft quarterbacks and take away while they got in the league in the first place? Michael Moore, that's the million-dollar question. That's the million-dollar question. You draft a quarterback, and then you take them out of the system that made them so successful in the first place. I don't understand why teams do that. I don't understand why coaches do that, and they do that on, on a lot of levels. You know what I'm saying? Talk about whether or not it was hard for Haskins to go out and play well after being fined and stripped of his seat. I don't know, bro. Like I, I'm not in the mind of Haskins. But I'm going to tell you, let, let's, let's, we're going to keep it a buck. We're going to keep it a buck. Watching the fans, be honest with me, bro. Be honest with me. Y'all don't really want that kid to be... Y'all don't really want the team to win right now with him as a starter because you will have to essentially praise him because the team won. So in reality, you're willing to sacrifice your team wins just so you can say, I told you so. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. But what Michael Moore said is absolutely true. If we ever, and I, I said this last year, I made a YouTube video for my YouTube channel, got shut down and I'm building it back up. But I said this, when you draft a quarterback in the first round, you have to invest in what they do best. If you go against what they do best and say, you got to fit in my system, then you're failing as a coach. You know what I'm saying? That's just always been my opinion. If I draft a kid and he played in the spread offense, my offense is going to be a version of the spread offense. I'm going to take the principles of the spread to better put them in a uh, in a situation to be successful. 
So that's why we always as fans jump to somebody's a bust, somebody's a bust. But pay attention to what they played in that attracted the NFL to draft them and then look at what they did. Exactly. My man Demetrius Nixon. Look what Baltimore is doing with Lamar Jackson. You stay within the scheme of things of what he do. Everybody talk about Michael Vick and Atlanta Falcons. Look how they handle Mike in Atlanta. And look, the offense he ran in Virginia Tech, how they tried to pull principles out of it and plug it into Atlanta. Now, people always say, well, Mike said he didn't study in the playbook. I'm just saying, as a young quarterback, they helped his transition with how they molded the offense to fit his talents. You know what I'm saying? Javon, we know people are not going to give Haskins any benefit of the doubt that he was missing any weapons. He's just trash. People don't like him. So we're going to keep that a stacks. Um, Kyler Murray struggled in his loss to San Francisco. That's a veteran-laden defense that understands what their offense likes to do. And he struggled. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then you get Michael Vick with the Eagles. Once Mike matured and he still had the, the, the legs to be dangerous, what did they do? It became a vertical passing game as well because he had one of the strongest arms we have ever seen. So you put him with Deshaun Jackson, you take somebody with the top off the defense, and then you say, hey, Mike, you always got a check down. All that fails, hit the check down. What we saw Lamar doing yesterday, Lamar just don't take off and run no more. He'll check it down. And they talked about just doing their game. Watching a fan here, I believe he's the most talented QB in our quarterback room, but the organization has shattered his. I can't see what else you wrote, Brandon. But here's my uh, shot of his development. Yo, when you got a young quarterback, and yeah, it's velvet for sure. When you got a young quarterback and you show him from the jump that your old head coach really didn't care for him, and it's a fracture. They're not going to develop the same. As much as we say, yo, you got to tough it out, you're getting paid, you ain't going to develop the same. And then you get a new coach that really don't want you as a starter. He trades for the quarterback he had from his previous team. So you're still, you still, you know, like, real recognize real. You know when somebody wants you and when they don't. And when somebody looking for an out. We're just going to keep it a stack. Ain't no making excuses, but it just is what it is. So, I'll be, I'll be, I'm really going to be in tune in the offseason to see what's going to happen with Haskins and Washington. Because only the people up top want him. You know what I'm saying? Only some, only the people up top want him. One person up top want him. You know what I'm saying? So when people say, hey, I don't think he work hard. I don't like, like, think about how stories like that leak out, bro. Think about that. Like, that's the one thing that can really be a detriment to your career. Somebody say, you lazy or you don't work hard. They know that. They build outs. But at the end of the day, that organization still drafted the player and still didn't invest in them. When you draft somebody in the first round, you got to fully invest in them. Or you look dumb. No matter how bad they play, you look dumb. One year of college football. You didn't think he going to need development? 
one year, and he come from Ohio State. You don't think he gonna need to be developed? Come on, man. That, that's not a quarterback factory. Think that. Let's think. So he he's struggling. He don't look that good. Hmm. Hmm. Really? One year. Strike while the iron's hot. But it's one year. No different from Mr. Biscay in Chicago. One year. Dog, you still got to learn. Fundamentals, reads, the game got to slow down. You got to take your lumps. Everybody can't come in and be special, bro. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can't come in to be special. And everybody always expect their quarterback to be like a previous young stud. Lotto stud. Nobody patient no more. You just write people off. Oh, here, bust. Get them out of here. Like Geno Smith. Got his ass. Get him out of here. Like your boy that uh, Josh Rosen. Get him out of here. You know what I'm saying? The NFL don't invest in teaching anymore. They won't finish products so they can market them and get their return. How much of Haskins' issues are coming in from a spread offense? Is it a question of just not seeing enough reps? No, it's not. It's... It's muscle memory. It's going against what you were successful. Like, just think, if you are successful at something and somebody bring you on and give you a raise and then they go against everything you did to be successful, it's going to be a transition period. And you may not ever pick up. You may not ever do it. You know? I give you a prime example, and it's a different position. DeMarco Murray with the Dallas Cowboys had that breakout year. Philadelphia Eagles go get him, pay him all this money. And they try to put him in the offense he was in Oklahoma. When he done reconditioned how he can be elite at the NFL level, being a downhill runner, and they say, oh, we're going to put him in the offense like he was in Oklahoma. He ain't done that in years. See, that's what people don't think. They don't think you got to do what you've been doing to make you successful, if, especially if they entrust you into a role. We see it in the NBA all the time, all the time. And somebody is stressed big and you got them on the block posting up. Who fault is it that they can't operate on the block? Yours or the players? And I know it's a different sport, but it, it, it helped me better explain to y'all What's going on now? Now, granted, yes, he has he has to be culpable because you've been knowing since you got drafted that they don't run everything you run at OSU. So you got to get in the lab. But the learning curve ain't going to be as fast. It's the reason why Russell Wilson went from NC State to Wisconsin. Y'all follow me? Do y'all follow me? Everybody wanted to know why Russell Wilson went from NC State to Wisconsin. Granted, they tried to make him pick between baseball and football, but the best thing he did was go to Wisconsin and learn to play in a pro style under center because he took it upon himself to make sure 
that he would be complete once he got to the NFL. We always see a lot of these kids take shotgun snaps three, four years, two years, whatever they do. And then they ask to go in the center and they don't even know the footwork. There's no true muscle memory. People say, what is muscle memory? Instinctively, your body just takes over. You know, people always say instinct, instinct. First of all, instinct is preparation. That's all instinct is. Preparation. Whether, whether you've been working on your craft or you've been studying film, but your body and your mind just react because you already did it so many times that you don't even have to think. That's instinct. So when people say somebody got great instincts, they are either a workhorse or they very studious. But something that they're doing when nobody's looking is building that instinctive vault that they could just tap into. Oh, he has great instincts. Yeah, he do. You got a lot of people who don't got no instincts because they don't even know what the hell they doing. You always see a coach like, son, how you ain't know that? And they speaking from their older mind of training themselves of, hey, it's cover two. Number two, go vertical. No, no, number one, do a hitch. Instinctively, what's coming behind you? A cell route, corner route. Something's coming behind you. Instinct is studying. You know? Two safety look. What you thinking? Thinking two men to cover two. All that fails, cover four. Let me look at the corner. Is he square? He got one foot back. He got the outside foot back, inside foot back. Instinctively, he's going to tell you, uh-oh, I know what cover they in. Coverage they in. No different between the blood and the knuckles or it's white from the, D line, from the offensive line that the D line will be looking at. That's instincts. A boxer, they instinctively could just move out the way. <laughs> Muscle memory is how you get home sloppy drunk and you don't know how. <laughs> Yo, James, what's good with you? So, yeah, they going to have to. So, you already know Haskins not going to play the last game. He ain't going to play the last game. You know, um, they definitely going to. Oh, they might be trying to make a point. But he in year two. Got in the first round. So you got a four. What is it? Four year deal with a five, uh, fifth year option. They ain't going to get rid of him after no two years. They not. Washington never has faith in their quarterbacks. Look when they draft the RG3 and Cousins at the same time. Um, yeah, so they were smart for drafting Cousins with RG3 just because of RG's medical history with his knees and they know he was a high contact quarterback, right? And then they didn't know that they just thought Kirk Cousins would be like a backup and be just a guy that's, that'll be serviceable. And Cousins played better than what they thought. And you know, and they did Cousins wrong. Like they should have signed Cousins to a long-term deal. They should have. They should have because they haven't recovered since. Now, granted, Alex Smith has played well as the starter. You know, but it's unfortunate he took that injury. They should have just signed Kirk Cousins to the long-term deal in Washington. 
You know what I'm saying? But once you franchise somebody back-to-back -back years, they're not going to stay. You burn that bridge. You're showing them you don't want them long-term because a franchise is just a team way of saying, we hope you decline so you won't be worth as much. <laughs> oh, it hurts to get eliminated by them boys. I see what you did there. That's balls right there. Yeah, y'all y'all punish the Eagles. Y'all definitely punish the Eagles. Um, and that's and that's somebody else everybody gonna pay attention to with Carson Wentz in the offseason. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, Craig, like what so if they franchise Dak after this injury, that's a slap in the like Dak is not coming back. He's not coming back. You know what I'm saying? Well, why make waste the money like that if you can spend the money on a line? Well, Raymond, when you draft two quarterbacks, you're not you 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 getting bar. That's a bargain. That's a bargain. You know what I'm saying? It's a bargain to draft two young quarterbacks. Like you getting them for cheap. It's better to get them in the draft and sign them as free agents. Like veteran backups get paid. So that's why they drafted two young guys. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and as far as like spending money on the offensive line, you know, um, was Sheriff drafted the same year or was he drafted the year after? And then I know they got Mo, you know, Morgan Moses came down the line, but you get, you get what I'm saying, man. Like football, is, football is when it comes to building the team, it's a gamble. It's hit or miss. Like. You got to pick and choose where you're going to invest your money into. You could be like the Eagles and be like the worst, highest paid team ever in history. Like, look at the Eagles' salary. They paying buku dollars just to have four wins. You know what I'm saying? That's why the best time for an organization to win is why their quarterback is on his rookie deal. Majority of the time when Super Bowls are won, the quarterback is on the rookie deal. Now, you may get lucky and get a, sign a veteran for cheap, or you may get lucky after you sign your big time, uh, your quarterback to a big time deal, like, you know, uh, Drew Brees did in New Orleans, like I think A Rod did in Green Bay. Um, Tom Brady always took the hometown discount, so he's always the name everybody throw out there, but Tom Brady never got the worth like that the market said he was worth. He always took hometown discounts. Plus they did make it easy on teams that draft quarterbacks in the first round. It's not a, yeah, it's not costly anymore. It was right before the year Cam Newton came out. I think was it was it Matt Stanford or, 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 or Sam Bradford was the last first round dude that got a huge check. But I know when Cam came out, it was the first year where the pay scale was set. Do the Jags trade out the first pick? I think Trevor is not the answer. Peer pressure, man. Peer pressure. They going to draft Trevor Lawrence. Everybody, see, this is what the scouts do, man. Or the, or the, uh, the, the analysts do. They just say, oh, it was a big-time quarterback. You got to take the quarterback. No, you don't. I, if I was teams, man, I will trade. Like, if I'm a team like the Jags, man, you got to get the moving parts around you in place. You could go sign a veteran. You got a nice running back. You could be a balanced offense. 
Now, don't get me wrong. Trevor can be a generational talent. Justin Fields can be a generational talent. But you can mar that generational talent by just being trash. By just being trash. You can kill. Like, the generational talent can come out and be winning. And their body could get beat up and drooled up. And they could just walk away from the game. Like I don't trust that I don't I don't I don't trust the Jaguars organization. I don't trust the Jets organization when it comes to managing the quarterback position. People hate Mark Sanchez. For for all the folks who love wins and losses when it comes to quarterbacks, they don't give Mark Sanchez no credit. But they always talk about quarterbacks winning or losing what's their win loss record. Just look at Baker. No one was talking him being drafted first round. Well, my man, uh, Robert T. Green, Craig, on my show, said that Baker was going to be the number one pick, and everybody laughed at him. He knew something nobody else didn't know. He the only dude I know that said a month before the damn draft that Baker was going to be the number one pick. Robert T. Green and his own wax, his own, his own episode before that draft, because I was joking like Josh Rosen and them, because one of my other homies uh, loved Josh Rosen, and I didn't think he would pan out. But he jumped out there and was like, nah, Baker going to be number one. And we all was like, what, Baker? Because I, th- I think of Baker like Johnny Football. That's who Baker reminded me of, Johnny Football. But he got people around him. They do what they – like, see, Baker's the prime example. If Baker was in the offense, would they just say, hey, because they realize, you know what? Baker isn't as developed as we thought he was. I know he put up numbers at Oklahoma. He was playing the spread, but he got some bad tendencies. We got a real man. So we got a back. We're going to go get another back in Hunt. We're going to go sign Odell. We got bless him. We got a tight end. We're going to make it real simplified for him. And we're going to make him essentially a game manager but he still has a big league arm. And that's helped Baker immensely. Immensely. It's not a knock on him. It's just coaches identifying that, hey, if we want him to be successful, let's curb his trajectory and slow it down. Of his, like the responsibilities we give on him. And a lot of people, man, don't pay attention to stuff like that. Even Russell Wilson was brought, brought about slowly, even though he was capable from day one. You know what I'm saying? So kudos to the coaches in Cleveland. Kudos to the to the people who hired the coaches. They invested in Baker. Look what they put around him. Look at what Buffalo doing with Josh Allen. Look what they put around him. You know what I'm saying? Pay attention how the organization builds around a player. Now, you can have organizations like the Eagles that be missing. Because they could have had better receivers for Carson Wentz. Straight like that. They missed. Don't get us started on the receivers that they missed on. But they, like, whoever missed need to be reprimanded, demoted, or pushed to the side. Like, yo, your word is not bond anymore. Everybody can't be A-Rod and just... Ball no matter what. Now, people always say A-Rod ain't never had like no first round receivers. This, That's that narrative that try to elevate him more than what he need to be elevated. 
regardless if his receiver's never been drafted in the first round, they talent is first round talent. Devontae Adams, um, um, what's 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 God dig it? What's the what's the white boy that was super nice? Jordy Nelson, um, what's the dude who a NFL analyst right now that went to to the Vikings? But you get what I'm saying. They may not have been first round picks, but talent they had it. See what I'm saying? Not Donald Driver, but the younger one that went to like Central Michigan or something. Damn, what's his name? He's an analyst now. He actually talked greasy about A-Rod a little bit. Damn, what's his name? He wore 80, what, 85? Jennings, Greg Jennings. Thank you, Justin. Greg Jennings. Yep. Greg Jennings, my fault. So when people always say Aaron Rodgers never had a first round receiver, stop. The receivers are good. Like, Devontae is the best this year. He's the best receiver this year. Period. I mean, come on. Come on, people. I know Tariq Hill's having a magical season. I know DK Madcav is having a magical season. Um, Travis Kelsey having the best season we ever seen a tight end have in history. You think Winston going to get another shot? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Don't be surprised if Winston go to Washington. Don't be surprised if Winston goes to Washington because Ron Rivera played against him. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. That'd be a good destination spot for James. That's just my opinion. Just my opinion. You know? Oh, he could stay with New Orleans. I think New Orleans is going to invest in Taysom Hill being the predecessor to, to Drew Brees. Um, but, yeah. But see, in Jameis Winston's situation is a prime example of how strong narratives are in sports. They are very powerful. As much as we just try to act like our talk is just our talk, like narratives are powerful, bro. Like they had a narrative with him like he just ain't good. He need to sit and learn. But people struggle under BA their first year. You know, granted, granted now Tom Brady is very seasoned. Granted, Gronk came back and then and then Brown came. Like, you got added weapons onto what Tom Brady as far as his vote has. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Anthony, exactly. And I and I went over this and people thought that I was just copping please for wins. I said, your first year with BA, and I got the data to prove it, you're going to turn the ball over more than when you ever did. From Luck to, to Tim Couch to, I think the only quarterback that didn't was Ben Roethlisberger. But you got Luck, Tim Couch, you got Carson Palmer, Jameis Winston, even Brady is still on pace to throw more picks than what he ever had. Now, granted, he's reeled it in. He's had two good games to where um, he probably won't tie his career high. He, he had 11 weeks ago, and they kind of reeled it in. Of what It's almost like he was like, damn that, Bruce. I'm not going to keep testing the vertical. Let me feed A.B. in immediately, and then I'll chuck it deep to Mike. 
But people thought I was just making excuses for James. A lot of times, man, we get this preconceived notion and we have we we you know put our feet in the sand to where we're not gonna budge. And when somebody give you an alternative statement, folks will be like, You making excuses. Like, we're not making excuses, you're having a discussion. So somebody's gonna have a different viewpoint of what you had. But in today's society, you either a hater or you make excuses. People use those two defenses quick because they don't want to sit there and brainstorm. Why? Because if you brainstorm too much, guess what you do? You expose that they really don't know what the hell they talk about. And then they, that ain't even a narrative that they came up with. See, they look at these TV shows. Like, you could be looking at what I'm doing and say everything I say verbatim to somebody in the barbershop. And if they don't press you, you look like you the man. But if they press you, since they want your idea, you don't know what to do. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times these shows is just like music. You think it's not influencing you, but they influence you. If you sit up there listening to Skip Bayless over and over and, and hear him call T.O. Team Obliterator, guess what you're going to end up doing? You're going to say, man, T.O. or cancer. Subconsciously, you don't even know it. Just out of nowhere, you're going to be like, I can't hide T.O. I'd rather have Randy Moss because T.O., he, 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 he destroys teams. But then, that's one people always talk about Randy and, and T.O. They be like, because T.O., a locker room cancer. But Randy was also a dude who tell you who said, I play when I want to play. And you know how people don't never talk about that with Moss? Because the narrative has been rescripted for Moss to just remember the Minnesota and New England years. Don't remember the Oakland years. Don't remember the last couple uh, years in Minnesota. Like, think about that. But then they'll have you looking at T.O., how T.O., every team he went to, T.O.'s the only receiver that was an all-pro on, was it three different teams or four? All-pro for San Francisco, all-pro for Philly, all-pro for Dallas. I think it was just three teams. But that just lets you know. So you think Hurts is going to make, going to make it in Philly. As of right now, man, Hurts looks very good. But as he has more tape, they start to review and gain data on his tendencies, you will see how he will evolve as a quarterback because he's going to have to counter new defenses and schemes they have drawn up for what he does and doesn't do. But when people were talking mad stuff about Diggs being a problem, exactly. So Stephon Diggs. When he left Minnesota, Minnesota fans jumping out there. We got Adam Thielen. Y'all got real blessed with Jefferson. Y'all got blessed upon blessed upon blessed with getting Jefferson. But you can't tell me you don't miss Stephon Diggs. Yo, T.O. was there in there, a thousand yard receiving Buffalo and Cincinnati. And Cincinnati, both of them. You know what I'm saying? But anytime you're evaluating a quarterback, I want to evaluate a quarterback after 32 starts. I need 32 starts because I need to see, first of all, if they start out hot, I need to see how they do once the defense adjusting them. Secondly, if they start off rocky, again, what's the adjustment? Can you go back to the lab? I need 32 starts, bro. If not 32, at least give me 25. I need a full season and then a little bit of half. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. That's just me. 
Like when people say, oh, Jamarcus Russell was a bust, Jamarcus Russell still, still started a lot of games. Truth be told, he still started. I don't know how many Achilles Smith started, but I'm pretty sure he probably started like at least a year and a half worth of games. But it's nothing like that consistent start, not patchwork start. Patchwork starts, you y'all, you can't really evaluate nobody. Even somebody a backup and they come in the ball, you can't evaluate them. So what you think about Carr? He's my biggest QB question mark. I like Carr. I think Carr, when injuries, when when he gets injured, he can't like, you know, he had that great year, fractured his ankle. Then the year coming back, it was iffy. Then he got back to being Carr. And then he had to groin. Then he tried to play through it. I just think when he get hurt, he got to recalibrate and go back to the lab. You know what I'm saying? Hurts looks like a, a, a looks like Russell, like a rookie Russell Wilson. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think Hurts is a good. So here's what I say, man. Hurts is a dude who went through so much adversity. Waller makes him look real good. But you got to think, Carl was looking good even before Waller, too. So, yeah, it's a team sport. You're going to make each other look good. Just like quarterbacks make. So, I don't want to say that to diminish. Like, we ain't seen Carr have a in, in the MVP discussion type season. Is Rivers a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. He's an absolute Hall of Famer. Like, Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? That's not even a question. He going to get in. He going to get in. He did a lot for the Charles organization. Everybody can't win championships. So when people say, well, what did he win? Only a select few quarterbacks win championships. Out of all the history of the NFL, look how many quarterbacks won Super Bowls. So that's why I never do that. That's why I, even the NBA, when people say, oh, what did he win? Like I told you, I stay away from that narrative. Because to me, that narrative is very shallow and it gets you in trouble. Do you think Joe Burrow is going to be the same when he comes back? No, not next year. It's going to take him a year. It's going to take him a year. Because Joe is more mobile than what people think. Any truth to Wentz to the Colts? Now, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But I think Phillips still has something in the tank. It just depends on who could take on that salary. Like I said last week, if Wentz is really really serious about leaving, strike a deal to restructure so you can get out of there, which we know ain't going to happen. Call this bluff. Oh, you ain't no backup? Let's come to the table, bruh. Let's cut some of that contract down. You go in. We'll, hey, we'll see you anywhere you want to go. We'll make, it, make you more attractable to go to Indy because your head, the coach there was your dog. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to have to do something with it. Like, Wentz is in a tough spot, bro. He's in a very tough spot. Just like the Eagles. In a, like, they can't afford to cut him. Wentz got... Like, when Wentz came out and was emotional and told the world what we all can agree with, nobody likes to be second fiddle. Are you, like... Are you serious? I ain't no backup. Nobody want to be a backup, bro. 
You know? You can't hide that. Is A-Rod your MVP? Yeah. A-Rod is my MVP. He going to win it this year. Shout out to Josh Allen the Buffalo. Love what you doing. Derrick Henry. Love what you doing. But I can see him giving it to A-Rod. Just because everybody say Patrick Mahomes got a damn dynasty. I can see the Patriots giving Eagles a second pick for Wentz. Hmm. Nah, I wouldn't give it to Kamar. Kamar had a great Christmas game. And I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment. So, Kamar would not get my vote. But he had a magical Christmas game, though. Magical. That's something that 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 you can't even script in the movie, yo. But I'll give it to A Rod, man. Nobody saw this coming from the Packers. Nobody. Kamar, if he didn't lose Breeze, I mean, I don't. Um, I think it's hard to. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, he got nine hundred thirty-two yards rushing. Those six touchdowns gave him sixteen touchdowns. Dalvin Cook got sixteen touchdowns and fifteen hundred yards. Um, how many receiving yards Kamar got? That's why I say it's hard for him as a running back because we got two other backs that's having monster season. He got 756 receiving. So, yeah, yeah, he make a strong case. That's a, It's a strong case for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then you look at, like, Dalvin Cook and what um, and what Derrick Henry doing. Derrick Henry, 1,700 yards, 15 touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 15, 57, 16 touchdowns. That's a lot. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like I said, that Christmas game definitely may put him in the conversation. Aaron Rodgers got 44 touchdowns, which is tops in the NFL, to just five interceptions, which is the best as far as guys with as many attempts as he got. He got a 119 rating, which he's always leading the league in QB rating. Not QBR, quarterback rating. He's only got sacked 19 times this year. He got 4,059 yards. Phenomenal year for A-Rod. No, that, that's, nah, hell no. Nah. This ain't close. A-Rod got that hands down. Hands down. 44 and 5. Touchdown interception rate. And you completing 70% of your passes. Man, listen. It ain't close. A-Rod in the landslide. Yo, real talk, if you pay attention to Green Bay, they always drafting the quarterback. Second round, third round, for it don't matter. And that and you'll never hear A-Rod get pissed off or, or, or panic like Wentz do and damn Philly. They always driving the quarterback. Remember they dropped the, the, the quarterback from Washington, the black kid. Damn, I forget. I always, you know, I always say black or white, because that gives people a better perception of who I'm talking about. 
Um, you know what I'm saying? But that's crazy. Because if he get MVP, now if A-Rod get MVP, you could probably give Kamara Offensive Player of the Year. You could give him Offensive Player of the Year if he get to 1,000 yards. Devontae Adams, 13, 28, 17 touchdowns, 109 catches. And he missed some games. Travis Kelsey, 1,416 yards as a tight end. My goodness. That's that's stupid. That's just, that's filthy. That's filthy. Filthy McNasty. Filthy McNasty. It's crazy. Brett Huntley, yep. So you think Henry would get off it? Um, DeAndre Hopkins, no. 13-72, six touchdowns. If it if it'd be a receiver, it'll be it'll be Adams. Adams killing the game, bro. Killing the game. God damn. Them 17 tugs. And he missed the game. That's nasty. Nah, yeah, yeah. Travis lead the league. Now, if a tight end end up first in yards, yeah, because Kelsey leading right now 14-16. He leading in yards. Stephon Diggs and Hopkins tied for receptions with 111. Touchdown catches. You got Adams. You got Tariq Hill with 15. Adam Thielen with 14, Mike Evans 13, and Travis Kelsey with 11. Hey, it's amazing what Kansas City Chiefs do with tight ends, boy. Shout out to my dog, Tony Gonzalez. Tony G, my guy. One of the nicest dudes you ever meet. Yeah, because Tony G had a couple seasons where he had like 99 and 96 catches. He had one season with 102, but he had 93 in 2000 when I was, well, before I got there. 99 in 2007, 96 in 2008, 93 in 2012. So he flirted with 100 catches, but he ain't like Kelsey who actually got them janks. That's what's up. I know everybody love to do from, from San Francisco because he can block and like blocking a blocking tight end is blocking as a tight end is overrated to me. We know it's pass catching these days. Travis Kelsey got five straight seasons of a thousand yards. Talk to me nice. Five straight seasons with a thousand yards. Ever since he's been a day one starter, he's had at least 862 yards receiving. He had 862 and 14, 875 and 1125, then 1038, 1336, 1229, 1416. He's been the best receiver. He's been the best tight end for 2016 to 2020. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. DK Metcalf? DK Metcalf, he had a, he had a very good season. He's had a very good season. Very good. Tremendous season. Tremendous. 
you know, he dropped the six in receiving yards. He still got 10 touchdowns. He got 1282. He just ran into Jalen Ramsey twice. He just can't get up. Like, Jalen Ramsey is his kryptonite. Um, it's going to take Wall about three more years to take that from Kelsey, man. Five straight years of 1,000 yards. He got some catching up to do. He got some catching up to do, man. And in order for somebody to be the best at their position, you got to you gotta be, like, consistently great. You just can't have, a, like, as great as Devontae has been this year, if it's not Julio, you got to go with DeAndre Hopkins. Like, DeAndre's been consistent just as long as Julio. You know what I'm saying? Now, Julio's put up gaudy numbers, like 1,800 yards, but DeAndre is still right there, and where the hell is Julio right now? Like, damn, does Julio even have 800 yards this year? Like, Julio going to end up like A.J. Green. He's just going to be like, yo, he used to be nice. He used to be special. But it's gonna it's gonna take and I like I like Waller though. I like him. Definitely a love his story. Definitely love his story. So Julio broke his his one thousand yard streak. One, two, three, four, five, six. He has six straight one thousand yard seasons until this year. He got seven seventy one. How many Hopkins got now? Julio has six. DeAndre got one, two. Oh, shoot. Then one year he had 954. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. So, they both got six in the past seven years now. And the year he didn't get it, he had 954 to Julio's, whatever he got. So, yeah, it's still between those. Even though Devontae is the best receiver this year, though. He's the best receiver this year. What's Waller's number this season? Uh, let's see. I just had him up. He got a thousand. He got a thousand seventy nine, eight touchdowns. Shout out to Walden, man. Hawk, can we talk about Tua Fitzpatrick? Tua ain't it. He can't throw the ball downfield. Um, yeah, so I talked about Tua and Fitzpatrick. So Tua is Chad Pennington. So yes, he can still be it. Tua is Chad Pennington. But Miami doesn't have to really – like, Miami wants to play situational football. They want to play field position football. Their defense plays very well. You got a young quarterback. You allow him to manage the game, play field position. If you take shots – now, I've seen him complete deep balls, but the thing is, Tua is a guy that throws in seams, throws in dig windows. He always known for his accuracy. Now, we know you go back to the national championship, he threw the deep ball versus cover two in the bucket. But we know the NFL game is different. The speed is different. Um, Fitzpatrick, being the ulti ultimate professional, not sulking, prepared. And you got to, and, and shout out to Flores, man, um, of being against all odds. No, understanding the, the, the mental makeup of Fitzpatrick and knowing he's going to be ready. You know what I'm saying? Um, Herbert has definitely worked out for San Diego, has a huge arm, more athletic than what people think. Um, what's ironic about Herbert, if he, if he would have came out a year ahead of time, he would have been the first pick, probably. That's what, see, that's what I really dislike about 
these analysts, these draft analysts, right? I ain't going to say their names, but they got these big companies, these publications that hold a lot of weight. If you look at Herbert, before he went back to school an additional year, they had him as like the top-rated quarterback if he would have came out. He goes back an additional year, and then they elevate other guys over him. I know Joe Burrow has a magical year, but even Joe Burrow, if you think about it, man, he had a magical year. But somebody made a great point. They was like, we can't just sit up here and act like he didn't get beat out at a different school and had to leave. Now, granted, it happens like that. But it just amazed me how Herbert was the number one quarterback that year that he decided to come back. And then when he finally come out, ain't nothing really hurt him. Damn, now, that's what that, see, that's why I dislike, man. That's why I always tell folks. That's why you see so many kids leave when they leave. Because they punish them for going back. They punish them, bro. Let me look at his uh college stats right quick. Cause I know he did have a big like that's why you gotta leave, man. When the, when the iron is hot, you gotta go. Football, basketball, whatever. So in 2018 at Oregon, 3,100 yards, 29 touchdowns to eight interceptions. And they were saying he was the number one guy. He go back an additional year. His completion percentage improved from 59 to 66. He throws for more yards, more average yards per attempt. He throws three more touchdowns and two less interceptions, and his QB rating jumps up 12 points. And he's not considered the best quarterback. And to be honest with you, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think he would have got drafted in Arizona over Kyler Murray. Can you imagine him? Can you imagine him and that arm and that offense? Now, I know Kyler got a strong arm and he's a little jitterbug, but can you imagine that big strapping young lad with that damn firepower rocket arm and that offense? Man, look. Yep. And that's another thing folks don't pay attention to when it comes to the draft. Past players affect where you go. Like if you're a DB and you come from a school that's called DBU, you're going to get drafted high. They trust your pedigree. Like if you're a D lineman or a linebacker and Nick Saban coached you, they're going to trust your pedigree. Right? If you play for Urban Meyer or you play for Harbaugh, they might not trust you if <laughs> you play quarterback, especially Harbaugh. Other than Andrew Luck, like, who the hell has he developed in college? And did he, did he really develop Andrew Luck? But there's certain schools where your position and that school hold a lot of weight. That's why I told folks, this is the year... Why you see a lot of guys transferring to play for Dion? Because Dion got the eyes and the influence for at least two years to have, like when that that top junior college defensive back flipped and went to went and played for Dion. People were like, why would he do that? Because he played DB and that's Dion. 
Scouts going to be very intrigued on what Deion doing. If that DB have a good year or, or Deion just say, yo, he could do this, this, and this, and he's talking from his acumen of being a top flight defensive back, and I ain't saying all top flight players got great vouching stamps, but you get what I'm saying. The influence, the influence is heavy this year for Deion. Heavy. Heavy. The Lions drafted that OSU cornerback this season, and he is trash. I don't even know. I ain't even watched enough Lions. I know Green Bay got a hell of a DB. Number 23? Oh, he can ball. Ain't none of them better than Jalen Ramsey. I don't know what people be looking at. I know people got interceptions. I get it. I love interceptions. But Jalen Ramsey is the best corner out. You know, FSU put out the best running backs. That's a reach. But Dalvin Cook and then Akers is making them look good lately. But that's a reach. I don't know about the best. That could be a fun debate. Because, of course, you got Derrick Henry helping out Alabama. You got Jacobs helping out Alabama. You got, uh, 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 what's your boy to play for? Uh, Ingram helping out Alabama. Um, so, it's a lot of Alabama backs also. You know what I'm saying? All the way back to, to Sean Alexander, Alabama. But, you know, Florida State back in the day, you know, you got the work done of the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, Like receiver-wise, you go to Alabama now, LSU now, um, you can go to Oklahoma, Julio and damn AJ, how you going to Georgia for a minute? Georgia Tech, Waller came from Georgia Tech. Like, it's a lot of schools, man, where... What do you think of the rookie safeties in China and Cam Curl? I think they're good, man. I think they're good. That's a hard position to play as a rookie, too, uh, safety. Especially if you like in the hybrid and you got to come down in the hole and, and play cover one or, you know, come in the box, pause. I mean, I'm tripping. Julio went to Bama. Damn it. Who was I thinking about with... uh? With Georgia. AJ and um it was another receiver that went to Georgia, man. Not Troy Edwards. No, 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 no. That was his brother his brother went to Georgia. Troy Edwards went to Louisiana. <laughs> Yo, my my brain is all jacked up this morning, man. Megatron went to Georgia Tech, yep. Uh Dez White went to Georgia Tech. Shout out to Dez White. People don't know who Dez White is. Play for the Bears. Um. Oh, what's the name to play for the Broncos? Tell went to Georgia Tech. What what Gore? What Gore went to Florida State? Dunmon and Gore. What Gore? What Gore are you talking about? Um. Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas went to Georgia Tech. Champ Bailey went to Georgia. Yeah. He played both. He played two when we played him in the Peace Bowl in '98. He played receiver and DB. Hartman, Hartman, there you go, Hartman. 
Gizmo. Yeah, man, but that's just what it is, man. Anything else y'all got questions about? But we wrap this up. I think we covered everything that, that was that was like headlines. We talked about Kamara's special day. Shout out to him, the six touchdowns. Um oh what the hell? How the Bucks beat the hell out of the Lions though? Frank Gore so Frank did Frank Gore transfer from Florida State to Miami that I didn't know about? Because I could have sworn he went to Miami. We all talking about the same Gore that's still playing in the NFL, right? Cause I know I ain't tripping. Please. Please, please, I'm not tripping. Because Miami is somebody that you could go for backs. You go Gore, you go Portis, you go Andrew James, you go McGahee, you get the picture. Like tight end, you used to be Miami. With Shockey, Winslow Jr. Miami used to be everything. They had receivers. You had Santana Moss, Johnson, Santana. Yo, Hawk, we're going to do a year review. Join us on Wednesday. Ah, depends on what time, bro. Depends on what time. Depends on what time. Just let me know. Frank Gore's kid plays at Southern Miss. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, the Bucks they smashed Detroit. San Francisco beat the Cardinals. The Giants lost to Baltimore. Um. So if the Eagles beat Washington, then does Dallas go to the playoffs if they win? How how does that all work out? Because I know I'm trying to figure out who's who hoping they beat the Washington team. Cause they ain't got no mascot. Chiefs didn't look great. Yeah, Chiefs didn't look great. Yeah, you need those type of games. You need those ugly games. And once again, once again. You can't blame Matt Ryan for losing those games. Like, you know, the wins, losses, that's going to collude Matt Ryan. Like, Matt Ryan did what he had to do. Put them up, defense don't hold up, then take them all the way down to field goal range and the kick a miss. If Washington loses, winner of New York and Dallas go. Okay. Okay. So the Cowboys going to beat the Giants. Let's go ahead and throw that out there. They're going to beat the Giants. They're going to beat them. But I just need that. Look, I need all you fan bases. If y'all got a chance to go to the playoffs, don't I like y'all won't killing when the Eagles was in first and saying how whoever gonna go gonna get smashed? Cause I think whoever gonna go will probably play. Will y'all play like Seattle or somebody? Is Seattle still in that spot? A bad day for Mahomes. <laughs> Like A-Rod said, he always said his bad seasons is your favorite quarterback's good seasons. <laughs> I 
Chicago still in the hunt? I think pretty much everybody in the hunt. So they be playing Tampa? Oof, Lord. Yeah, y'all don't want to play them teams. Y'all teams don't want to play them. Guess you know you better go with mommy. <laughs> oh, yeah, Seattle did win the NFC West. That's straight. Mitch Trubisky looking good. Shout out to Mitch Trubisky, man. What the weather the storm? The Nick Foles storm. I guess the Eagles would have been stuck regardless. They would have kept him. The Rams would probably play the NFC. Ooh, what about the Rams, though? Because what's name broke his thumb, didn't he? They need to get Bryce Perkins off that practice squad and sign him to the actor. Put some little gadgetry in there. How is that going to affect them? How is that going to affect the Rams? Allen Robinson. Um, I wouldn't say nobody talks about him. Just say the big TV shows don't talk about him. That's no one. When people say no one, I know what they mean. They mean ESPN and Fox Sports talk shows don't talk about him. Allen has always been underrated, man. Even when he was in Jacksonville. People, matter of fact, people didn't appreciate him when he got to Chicago. I've heard radio folks just dismiss him. But that's what, I, that's what I always say, man. Most of these shows only go at names. They don't really try to look and appreciate folks who don't get... Like, when you got a show, man, you should try to always try to target folks who don't get the love that should be getting some type of recognition, some type of tip of the hat. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the, that's the essence about doing this job to where you could tap in and look at a player and just be like, yo, that dude... Not. That's why when I looked at the Green Bay game yesterday, first of all... I was happy A.J. Dillon produced because I was high on him coming out of Boston College. When they drafted him, I was like, they got them one. But that damn corner that Green Bay got number 23 that was shutting everything down, yo, I was just like, yo, dude is super nice. He just ain't good. Like, oh, he a good. No, he nice. Like, he a shutdown. He can go. And man, Derrick Henry do some some of the most subtle things to make people miss that isn't appreciated. Like he's not a power back, period. He got very nimble feet, great vision, changed direction his own point. I like Derrick Henry as a running back, man. He's just not a battering ram. Like he'll give you a dead leg and everything. He'll stop on it. I like Derrick Henry, bro. I like Derrick Henry. See, Craig, now you're going down. Now you're going down a slippery slope. You just said how much a receiver markets himself. If a receiver markets himself, Craig, what are they called? What are receivers called when they market themselves? Because you hit the nail on the head. Well, everything you said is true. Everything you said is true. When they don't market, when they market, they put that tag on them. Yep, diva. Now, Thomas, I wouldn't say he's less physical than Marshawn. 
I wouldn't say he he's less physical. He's just as physical. It's just it's like when the little man punches like a Mike Tyson versus a dude like Deontay Wilder punching. It looks better coming from the little compact guy. You know what I'm saying? He reminds you of Eric Dickerson. Whew. Eric was so fast. Like, Derek reminds me of Eddie George, but with, 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 and Eddie George was number two. He just reminds me of Eddie George. Because Eddie George has sudden moves in the hole, too. Eric Dickinson was just different. Eric Dickinson was CJ2K, but was over six feet. If people never seen Eric Dickinson play, just look at CJ2K, how he ran the ball. But Eric Dickinson was, what, 6'2"? Yo, Eric Dickinson was special, man. What he did coming out the gate, we ain't never seen. Y'all gonna make me, man, let me go, let me go live in the past right quick. Let me go look up Eric Dickinson first two or three years. Let me share something with y'all, if y'all don't know, man. This is my last thing, man, before I get up out of here. Let me show y'all, let's go back, let's appreciate Eric Dickinson right quick. Eric Dickinson, first two seasons. His first season as a rookie, 1,800 yards, 18 touchdowns. His second season, 2,100 yards, 14 touchdowns. This man averaged 131 yards his second year. The next year, he played 14 games, averaged just 1,200. I mean, he gained just 1,200. Then in 86, 18, 21. God dang. Then he went to Indianapolis in 88. Ran for 1,600. Man, that boy Eric Dickinson was a damn fool with it, boy. Stop playing with it. Averaged 90, 90 yards a game for his career. He was a damn fool. Eric Dickinson was a damn fool. I just want to shout out Eric Dixon. Total yards from scrimmage his rookie year, 2,200. Second year, 2,200. Third year, dropped to 1,300. Fourth year, 2,026. Eric Dickinson, a damn fool, man. My top five running backs, Eric Dickinson, isn't it? Please believe it. Him and Jim Brown. Him, Jim Brown, in it? You know, of course you got Emmett, and of course you got Barry, and my goat running back is Marshall Falk. To me, he's the goat of running backs. I'ma lay that gauntlet down on y'all and let y'all argue amongst yourselves. The greatest running back of all time to me is Marshall Falk. That's my number one. Number one, okay? I know people do Barry. I know people like Emmett. I know people like the Damien. I know people like this guy. I know people like that guy. But I go with Marshall. Marshall Falk is my greatest running back of all time. Okay? Y'all have a great time. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. And uh, 
We out of here, man. Like a quick bonus podcast episode live right here on Facebook. You can't beat that. Shout out to the sponsors, Aver Insurance. Shout out to Manscaped.com. Promo code, the Ballhawk Show. 20% off. Go to Manscaped.com, man. Ain't too late. You know, get somebody a late holiday gift or have them start their season off right. Make sure the balls is right. All right? Y'all be easy. Go. Oh, Ed said, Goat running back. He got Bo. Oh, that's great. That's like, you know, I just don't think Goat body of work is enough for me. But that's cool, man. I can't argue Bo. Bo was nice. You know, can't argue. It's, I think it's hard to argue that he is if you break it. Like, but when you see it, oh my God, Walter Payton too. See, that's the thing about these, though. And I ain't want to get in trouble. You go, Some people going to get like Walter Payton. If I leave out Walter, I mean, if I don't put in Eric and put in Walter, then Eric not there. Or if I put in Walter and Eric, then Jim Brown not there. Then if Jim Brown, not there, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody going to get left out because so many great guys. You know what I'm saying? But I just want to say Marshall Falk was my GOAT because you got Adrian Peterson, too. You got Adrian Peters. And look, while we, we talked about him, look at Frank Gore all-time yards for his career. And look where he at on the list. That's all I got to say. We just talked about Frank Gore. Y'all go look up Frank Gore career stats and see where he at on the all-time rushing list. It's going to blow your mind. I'm going to leave y'all with that. I'm going to leave y'all with that. So I holla at y'all, man. Y'all can leave in the comment section who you think is your GOAT running back. You know what I'm saying? But to me, mine's is Marshall. It's no knock on Barry, no knock on Emmett, no knock on Walter, no knock on Jim, no knock on Adrian Peterson, Eric Dickinson, the Danny Thomason. My preference is that guy that wore a 2-8 that could do everything. Everything is everything. I holla at y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.